Hey everybody, welcome to the Growing With Fishes podcast. We have a pretty full house tonight. It's going to be a good show. Um, our guest is having a couple of last minute problems getting his connection working, but I think he's got, I think he's going to get it here shortly. So um, we, uh, uh, we'll have him join us shortly. Um, today's, uh, one of our main guests today is Michael McShane. He's a cancer and HIV survivor. He's been using can- uh, cannabis oil um, for a long time. He helped pioneer cannabis oil production out in Michigan. Um, he's got a bunch of new stuff to talk about. Um, and that'll be pretty cool to have. Um, we also have uh, Malik Spider. Uh, he's going to be here talking to us about um, uh, breeding and uh, a bunch of other fun stuff. Uh, he's got some seeds to give away before the end of the show. Um, so that'll be pretty awesome. Um, we have uh, Aileon, uh from the forums. If you guys are you know, part of the aquaponic cannabis group or any of the other aquaponic groups, um, you probably know who he is. Um, we also have Fish Ganja Guy and uh, Brian Grow. So uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, Malik, do you want to uh, go first? Do you want to talk to us a little bit about what you do and uh, what you've been up to? All right. Uh, I started out in this growing community with uh, Dude Grows Crew. Shout out to them. Fish Ganja guys in there with me, and uh, we stay real active in that community. And I was lucky enough to uh, find myself working for Subcool from TGA Genetics now, helping hit the YouTube channel, produce content, uh, come up with platforms, do their live shows. And, and here in Michigan, I'm right by Galactic Garden, so I've been working with them as well. And they're uh, the Michigan distributors of TGA Genetics. and Things are going awesome, and it's all possible through online and uh, social media and Dude Grows Crew and wonderful podcasts like this. So thanks for having me, guys. Super stoked. No, thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Anytime, dude. I'm happy. To, I want to get into some capillary action and uh, dual root zone chat here in a second when, it, when it's... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think uh, between all of us, there might be one person, uh, Steve, that uh, knows aquaponics pretty well. So, can't hear you there, Steve. Hope you're on mute, Steve. Um, there's our guest. Uh, it looks like he finally joined as well. You there, Michael? I'm uh, finally, man. Jeez, oh, Pete. Welcome. <laughs> hey there, guys, ladies, gentlemen. What's glad, up? To see, glad to have you. Good to be here. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah, I had, I had to run over there for a minute. Get a handful of stuff, you know. Do you, uh, he's a little bit uh, limited on time. Do you mind if we switch gears real quick, Malik? Is that okay with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 100%. Uh, hey, hey, Michael, you want to talk to us a little bit about... Um, uh, a little bit about you and uh, what you've been up to. We had you on the show uh, once a long time ago, and um, it's been nice to have you uh, talk a little bit about that and, you know, um, you know, kind of an update with your health and how cannabis has been helping you. And then I know you've been working uh, with a, a case out in Michigan. Um, uh, I know you wanted to talk about that as well. Yeah, I do. Um, well, I've been, uh, I guess that was back uh right around the time we were voting for Prop 64 yep. uh, in that time frame. And um, 
we uh, uh, <clears throat> let up. And uh, since that point, uh, you know, quite frankly, I, I kind of took a hit on my health and uh, um, I kind of a uh, 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 more of a, um, a struggle really than anything. And uh, uh, I've been using the cannabis oil, you know, quite a bit for cancer and HIV for uh, seven years, I think by now. And uh, I was just trying, uh, really trying to hang on and I was, uh, you know, not, not doing too well. And uh, I don't know if you saw some of the uh, pictures later last year uh, on Facebook, but um, I mean, this cancer finally uh, just took took over and um, it was a lot bigger than I thought. And um, well, I was really fortunate enough to, uh, it was a kind of an outreach really, and I, I put a video out on this, but uh, I was on a, at a Starbucks restaurant doing my missionary work and I see a guy with really bad cancer and I, walked up to him and I said, Hey, uh, you know, do you have cancer? <laughs> and he said, yeah, and, um, I do. And I said, well, I, I don't want to pry into your business, but I went on with my spiel about the oil and all that. And, you know, long story short, he, he, you know, he told me he was going to do this new treatment that, um, you know, I'd not heard of. And, um, a medical treatment from the hospital from Western medicine, uh, I, you know, I, I cautioned him and told him not to try it. It would kill him. And uh, it was just another version of chemotherapy. But, um, you know, he said that's what he wanted to do. And so, uh, you know, I said, well, I owe you a cup of coffee. And so uh, we kind of separated at that point. And um, I wished him good luck. And I, I saw him six months later, and he was pretty well all healed up. And he, um, uh, you know, obviously got my attention. And I said, well, what did you do, uh, Greg? And uh, he told me he did that immunotherapy that he told he had mentioned to me, um, you know, uh, six months earlier. And I, I said, well, that obviously had worked. And, you know, what is immunotherapy? And he said, well, as far as I know, it, it uses your own immune system to go after the cancer and it, and it healed it up. And when I talked to him, you know, he had a real similar history that I, you know, he had, the, the, the chemo and the radiation and all the surgeries and all these things, radical neck dissection. I mean, that doesn't even sound right. Uh, but, um, you know, there he was all, all healed up. And um, I asked him, well, did, did you get sick when you took it? I mean, was it, was it painful or, and he said, no, not at all. You know, it, it didn't really affect him and he just got better. And um, so, you know, my next question was, well, how do you get it and how much does it cost? And, uh, oh, again, long story short, it's about $1,000 a day and uh, it takes 10 months to do it. And I've been doing it, I don't know, four or five. And uh, it's hard to tell, but, um, you know, my condition uh, is improved dramatically. Um, the the nose areas all you know he it's it's healing up instead of getting worse which is a a clear sign of uh, success and um, and it feels and looks a lot like the oil treatment really in that the immune kind of the same I just did really my system was is just too too far gone and i should you know should have prefaced it by saying that i haven't taken any hiv medication in a long time and 
you know, I don't believe in that either. So that's been the latest and greatest. And, um, you know, it's what I've seen, in, um, you know, from this has been a, just an amazing uh, comeback with this um, uh, immunotherapy. And I, I went down to UCSD in uh, La Jolla and uh, I got it gifted to me. I, I went and did almost like a shark, uh, shark Tank Live <laughs> episode with these group of doctors and I told them you know where I'd been and all my experiences and all the things I had tried and that didn't work and that you know I really um, I was I was dying and I needed to uh, try this stuff and if they could get me on it I would do it and uh, it, it's working so um, the oil has been uh, you know I don't mean to take over the whole show but the the uh, oil has been uh, you know real hard to get uh, you know since medical marijuana uh, has been, you know, really, I think my word is hijacked, um, hijacked out from underneath us. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, the oils and uh, the things that really work are being either outlawed or minimized to the point of not being able to work, you know, not being process capable. And, and so there, there again, the, the pharmaceutical company wins and gets the deal. You know, they get the business. So, you know, that's, that's another thing. And, you know, that really bothers me. But uh, anyway, I'll, I'll take a break. <laughs> well, what can you, because I was just discussing this earlier, and since I've not had to get into it yet, I've been busy with my own projects and, and haven't really got into the CBD oil so much. Was there a percentage? Is there a percentage on that CBD oil that you're using? Well, when I do oil, um, you know, I, I made oil for uh, several years back in Michigan. And, um, I uh, was uh, also in the paint and coating industry that, uh, you know, but they went along well together and uh, separating resin and curing it and all the things that we do is uh, what I, what I did. And so I was able to get out of one thing, one industry and uh, get into something a lot better. And uh, I didn't do anything really with CBD because I didn't grow it. And uh, there really wasn't a lot of CBD back East, at least, you know, um, in the first few years of the medical program in Michigan, uh, wasn't a popular uh, strain, and um, I used mostly indicas. And um, you know, when I was right. uh, making the oil, I would use uh, preferably uh, you know three or four kinds. I'd go out and buy four quarters if I could, and uh, make the oil, you know, from a combined effort of a you know multi multi strain um, or composite, you know. Um, so uh, not knowing exactly what cannabinoids to that we needed or what we had in a double blind study, uh, we, uh, you know, just hit you with as, with, with as much as we could and um, uh, as many cannabinoids as possible was the theory. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's where that uh, um, came from. <clears throat> That was the direction at that time. So I, I didn't, I don't have a lot of experience with the CBD. Oh, okay. Um, well, thanks. Um, so I, I feel bad for you having to go, you want to process something and have to go buy four quarters. I can't even imagine having to go through that. Yeah, well, um, you know, I uh, also had, I'm going to power up here if I can. Um, I had uh, my own. Uh, patients in uh, the area that I was taking care of and um, I just didn't have the bandwidth to be able to do everything for everybody so on the oil deals I would go out and, uh, and, and, and 
procure the uh, flower, uh, you know, generally outside of my uh, grow room. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know if I'm going to lose power here. Um, I'm going to try to get somebody to help me. It's not my phone, so I'm a little at odds here. <clears throat> Well, I know it's got to be you guys still there. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking it's got to be hard because I know in Michigan right now without no regulation or nothing, it's hard to get in oils that are consistent of any type. Because it's basically becoming a free-for-all in some states, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because I know they, they've yeah. been getting regulating more in Colorado and stuff with the edibles and such the last couple, three years that they didn't do it first. And all the other states need to catch up, but I'm surprised that the newer states that have allowed medical marijuana and and you know and oils and stuff aren't 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 taking that model from out west where they found out they have to register or regulate it to some extent. Uh, I need power. So it's, so it's so it's quality and you know it's clean and quality. Like we talked to a couple weeks ago about guys going to buying buying medical marijuana from a pharmacy and finding bug poop in it. You know. Uh, just not cool, you know. To, all it should be all inspected and checked, and make sure it is quality and clean. Cool. Okay. Sorry. Hey, I got power. I got power <laughs> again. Sorry, guys. Jeez. Do you want to talk a little bit about the court case you were helping with back in Michigan? Well, you know, we that, that, yeah, Michigan. that ties in, and uh, what that was was. Um, I got an opportunity, uh, a friend of mine from uh, the, now he's up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. And um, he is an oil maker that uh, goes back to day one uh, with me and taught me how to make oil. So um, he really uh, was near and dear to my heart. And um, it was somebody that I approached, you know, in a very desperate state to, uh, you know, help me save my life. And he did. So uh, he had uh, encountered a, um, a charge up in uh, Escanaba, Michigan, and uh, he's facing a judge next month, or, um, on the 14th, I think, of June. And uh, he called me and said, would you please um, send this judge a letter and, and try to you know, um, give him an idea of what I'm all about and you know, uh, you know, a reference letter uh, you know, to, uh, you know, show what kind of character this man has. And so I did. And uh, I pumped out this letter. Uh, and I'm not a big letter writing guy. And uh, as a matter of fact, I hate writing letters. But um, I went right home and I wrote it. And it, it just seemed to hit on all on all levels. It, you know, um, it gave the judge a good idea of, um, you know, who he was and who I was. And um, I told him that, you know, I had AIDS and cancer and the guy saved my life. I mean, what, where do we go from here? Uh, and that, I, you know, I just thought he was a stand-up guy. And um, so this letter that I, I actually mailed the judge, I was gone all around the Internet. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's on my page. And it's almost, a, it's really a, a, a blueprint and what I call a, a template of for you know really where our industry is and what you know people like me is an example of you know the the guy to have medical marijuana that you know the Dennis Perones of the world and and um, 
all these people that, you know, have illnesses, uh, you know, need this and, you know, we're being um, suppressed and it all comes from the big pharmaceutical companies that want the oil for themselves. And, uh, you know, uh, you mentioned it, a lot of these places, uh, you know, around the country, medical marijuana and, and the, the legalities and whatever, but really, you know, you look at California and we lost medical marijuana in regards to medibles um, with this Prop 64. You know, you got something with a 25 milligram uh, capacity limit on a medible, and I think you only put four or five and a six in a bag. So, you know, you, you, the most you're going to get out of a, probably a 10 or $20 uh, purchase is uh, 150 milligrams. And, you know, for somebody that, with a real illness, that's um, not enough. So, uh, again, the oil, I've talked about the oil before, and, you know, it's a seven year felony in San Diego County uh, to make oil. And that comes from the, um, the police, not the fire chief. And, oh, shit. You know, uh, and the reason that is, is that, you know, they're protecting, again, um, the pharmaceutical industry. And, you know, in regards to fire safety, um, you know, I was a fire safety engineer in the, in the paint business. And I, you know, I've, I've been to a lot of fires and, uh, you know, I, I've been around that kind of, that world. And, um, you know, that's, that's really not, you know, the kind of dangers that we're, you know, facing, you know, here by making oil, you know, the proper way. Uh, and if you follow uh, guidelines to make the oil, it's really not dangerous and it can be controlled to the point where um, risk to um, uh, people are, are, are very, very minimal, uh, if, if, if at all. So, um, you know, I don't know if you saw the uh, article today, uh, but there was a company that did extractions in uh, the San Diego area. It wasn't actually downtown, but it was one of the suburbs. And um, last year they got raided. Um, they were making all the extractions for people like Bang Chocolate and you know, all these other different people that were doing the medibles. And uh, they got raided. Um, and uh, they took all the guy, the, this guy's money. And uh, he had 20 employees, I think. And, you know, shook everybody down in the parking lot, took all their money. And, I don't know, 150000 bucks worth of um, uh, money, uh, straight up cash and all of his equipment. And uh, he just won that back. But long story short, he, he wins this, this money back, the civil forfeiture booty. I think it was last week. Today, this Bonnie, I think her name is Bonnie Dukakis, um, filed charges, criminal charges. So she replaced the money she stole <laughs> with this vindictive nature of um, then go ahead and filing charges on this guy. And I think probably everybody in the building, who knows? And so, so now, um, you know, you know, he doesn't get his really, doesn't get his money back. Now he got to give the money to the lawyer, you know? So uh, another big fantasy, but uh, another big ripoff is what it is. And um, it's, it, you know, really uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's racketeering is what it is. And uh, it should be charged federally. Uh, and these people should go to federal prison for that uh, because you would and I know I would. So, but, but that's what's going on with this oil and, you know, you know it's legal and this and that. And, um, you know, what's legal is um, selling high-powered, high-dollar flour at some of these proprietary 
uh, locations that, again, guess who owns those? The same people that are running around arresting people, you know, and um, striking up these behind-the-scenes deals, you know, people like American for Safe Access and, and those kind of things. So, you know, I can go on and on and on, but, you know, the oil industry and, and the availability is strained at best. And, uh, you know, the, I came out here to make it and uh, to literally come out here to be, the, you know, one of the people that, were, you know, you could rely on for good oil. And um, I'll tell you what, I mean, the liability uh, is, is as high as, almost as high as the gain, you know? So uh, it's a tough, a tough nut. And uh, it's, it's really, uh, it, it really upsets me a lot to think that, you know, we had such a great opportunity uh, with cannabis and we not, we not only blew it, but we sold it out to the same bastards and took it away to, in the beginning. So, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit wound up about that. That's like six states got Marlboro cannabis cigarettes packaged in a white package with a green pot leaf. It looks like a menthol package, but it's got a pot leaf. And they're selling for some ungodly amount out there in six states. I think most of them are out west, too. But, yeah, Marlboro now has has cannabis cigarettes. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. Kind of, sort of. I just want to welcome another guest who uh, just showed up a minute ago. Uh, be patient from the Dude Gross crew. No stranger to uh, Malik and myself. Welcome, B. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me. Hello, hey. welcome. Good to see you. What's up? Uh, What's up, Malik? What's up, player? Oh, you know, just getting ready to have some dabs. So, uh, um, uh, thanks, Michael. We'll, we'll uh, yep, um, talk. Uh, we're gonna switch to um, Malachi for a second for a little bit. Absolutely. And let him talk yep. about his stuff, and then uh, and then we'll uh, um, go back. So, and Michael, I hope you feel better soon, man. Thanks. Thanks for your story, Michael. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Back. Absolutely, Michael. So others may live, baby. That's what we're doing. Yeah, that's, I love what we're doing as well, so we should uh, link up and talk later, later on off air. Okay. Sure. But yeah, yeah, guys, I've just been um, staying busy and Dude Grows Crew, active working with Subcool and uh, helping the plat put the platforms together for the show, get guests similar to this. And uh, on my own, I got a little breeding project going and working out with a Plushberry male, and I'm hitting a Gorilla Blue number four, and I'm hitting a nine pound hammer, and I'm making all those seeds just to give away uh, at the Cannabis Cup in Michigan, at the TGA booth, I'm going to give them away, and to people on, in like Dude Grows Crew or other people that need them online and social media, and, and it's uh, really awesome seeing people grow out your stuff and be able to contribute, so... That sounds awesome. We got some customers in Michigan. You need to give me a link so I can hook them up with that where you're going to be. Yeah. And we can get the TGA Genetics into their stores too. Or absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to be running PWK here pretty soon. Right. <laughs> be patient. That's good shit. Right. Hip hop rubber kush. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, that started as an inside joke with some of us DGC, and it just kind of snowballed, and 
Malik just took it to a whole other level, and now it's an actual thing that ex- that exists, and it's fantastic. It's even yeah. That's what's up, man. I mean, you can't name something yourself, but if your buddies are gonna name something, then shoot. Right. What are you talking about? You can totally give yourself your own nickname. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, so you do some uh, some breeding. Yep, uh, I've done three breeding projects. The first two I did uh, just just branching and selected a few branches on each strain, and uh, got a you know a few hundred seeds each round. And then this last round I'm doing right now, I'm in the middle of that should be done in like four weeks. I let the male run for about thirty days in flower, and then he opened his pollen sacs all the way, and he was throwing pollen for about four days. And then, uh, then I killed them and took them out. So I'm hoping to get mostly mature seeds, nice tiger stripe. Awesome. Do so you want to um, tell people out there who maybe haven't um, tried to breed their own strains before, maybe um, uh, how to go about it? You know, how, how would someone do it if they're looking to get started? Absolutely. And all this information I heard from, uh, or shout out to Kilo Watt and Dude Grows Crew. He walked me through everything I did and all of Dude Grows Crew and buddies in YouTube. But just checked every Absolutely. last step out. So anything Kilo Watt's good, me, DGC. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yep, just referencing info. And uh, he just told me to take the male plant and I separated it into a separate closet. Is this how babies are made? Is that what we're talking about now? <laughs> right. Yes, totally, dude. <laughs> Cannabis babies. Right. So. When, when are we going to get to the money shot? Right. So 28 days in flower and in the mail uh, until you start feeling like the pound sacs are starting to open. And then separate them totally out to a closet or some other room if you don't want the pollen to bust in that area. And um, keep your light cycle on 12-12. Uh, about I'd go another week until the pollen sacs are completely open. Just check it out. You don't even need much airflow after the 28 days, and you know you're only just going to get the pollen sacs open to collect some pollen, kill that male, and then uh, you can use a paintbrush and just brush on a few branches if you're going to do it that way. And then the other way, they just leave the male to run right with the female, and then uh, you want the pistils on the female to be showing about three weeks into flower. Nice, healthy, so you get a good amount of seeds. Let the male bust, and then I'd kill them off after a few days so you don't get a bunch of uh, premature seeds. But I'm not professional. I'm just getting started. When you're painting the pollen onto the females, are, do you just paint it on the white hairs, or, uh, or are you painting it on what? Yeah, I just paint it on the pistols, the little white hairs, correct. Okay. Yep, got uh, two rounds doing the branching, and then this last one I did the total breed tent. I have a couple of videos on my channel. And, yeah, what's, uh, your, what's your channel? Um, I'll I'll post it up in the description. All right, Malik Spider S P Y D R. I'll throw a copy for you. Right here. And then um, his uh, his seeds are in the uh, in the description as well. Um, Yep, this is a TGA Genetics Subcool, my boss, and uh, Subcool 420. Upside down. Upside down. There we go. Woo! But yeah. Every, all the good strains, Plush Berry, Nine Pound Hammer, Corkle, Alchemy, 
They got a lot of new crosses on Gorilla Glue 4 times Space Queen, Cosmic Glue, it's called. Oh, yeah. But what's going on with you guys? Fish? Um, not too much, man. Just uh, still running through this round right now. I just sent you a few pictures a little while ago of uh, my three keeper phenos of the uh, okay. And uh, let's see, just throwing out some really good stuff right now. Fish are all happy and alive. Plants are doing well. Um, lights on both sides of my study are kicking ass. Um, black dogs putting on some serious frost right now. Spectrum oh. can also put on the frost. And uh, to anybody who's been watching my study, I just want to remind everybody that I'm not doing it based on weight. What I'm doing is I'm waiting till things are cured and then I'm sending them off to labs because I really want to know what that difference in spectrum is going to do for potency and the terpene production and the profile that it comes with. So this after harvest, give it a month, and then things are going to go into the labs and I'll be posting the uh, lab results online and uh, they're on the YouTube channel and on Instagram. So we'll definitely see what's going on. But yeah, everything's been great. Thank you for asking. That makes me feel special. <laughs> be patient. What's going on, brother? What's up over there, bro? How's the garden going? That's pretty good. You know, just actually getting ready to flip here in a little bit. Uh, getting ready to toss that new millennium decision in there. That just makes it so much easier. Hit it once, maybe twice. And, I mean, stretch is cut down by 10, 15%. And they go from, oh, veg time to, oh, flower time in days instead of weeks. Nice. What are you uh, What are you growing right now? Let's see. I've got. I'm down to what? Uh, I've got two different phenos of the bred by 42 Northern Lights and G13 cross. Real nice, hardy stuff. One's super indica. One's got a nice. Looks like a nice hybrid balance going. And uh, feminized Dynafem original original amnesia. Excuse me. And uh, Blimberg Chemdog Four, which I believe is Chemdog crossed with Green Crack, and then some. Just because I, I can't get away from it. Some bag seed, wonderful. Because every now and again, bag seed just does it for you. And I've had good luck the last few runs with it. So I found one that I really liked. Had a nice stem rub, nice leaf leaf pattern. I'm going to run it, see what happens. And for people who aren't uh, really sure what a stem rub is, would you mind describing that to the viewers? So something I like to do after they've been sexed and you know, you know, what you're actually going to be working with, you know, if you're, if you're not running a carbon filter in veg, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll open up your tent or walk into your room and go, oh, it smells like cannabis in here. And that's because, you know, there is a small amount of resin and terpene production being put out by, by vegging even small immature plants. And you can use a, just take your thumb and your forefinger and, and preferably with gloves on, rub a, a section of stem and put that straight up to your fingers and you're going to get a good idea of what that plant's terpene profile is going to be like later in life. And that gives you a good indication usually of what, what kind of quality you're going to be working with. Yeah. Okay. Right on, man. Well, and now everybody learned something new today. I think, oh, well, some of us. I have a, I have a question. Has anyone here ever heard of or why, know why or anything of stem splitting? I saw someone with a I, post where they stuck a knife in the center of the stalk, and I was like... If you look at my Instagram page, I have, for my last grow, I stuck a Bic lighter, a mammoth, uh, mammoth microbes Bic lighter 
into a stem split in my uh, my rude boy OG. <clears throat> you know, crushing stems, you know, get a little too hard sometimes. What'll end up happening is the it'll just it'll split almost into like two or four separate sections, and you'll be able to like physically put you know there'll be a hole there, but it doesn't seem to, it doesn't hinder growth. It just pushes past it, regenerates it, and keeps on going. And it just uh, seems to, you know, it's a method of super cropping as best I understand it. And it works for me. I do the, do it all the time. So, wait, wait so explain how, explain what it does again? Uh, I'm still lost on... I, I use it as a super cropping technique where I'm going to take the, the strongest, you know, top and I'm going to pinch it just below oh. where new, new growth is. And I'm going to, uh, you know, send that hormone signal other than just bushing out the lower nodes, it's also going to strengthen that portion of the stem because it's sending all of that to, to fix, repair that damage. It just seems to me like a huge possible way for getting fungus in the center of your plant. That's the biggest thing that I just, I'm still, I'm not convinced that splitting the stalk at I'm not base. saying it's, it's a, a good idea. I'm actually oh. looking to do away with it I started using OG springs very recently, and uh, if I don't have to do any more super cropping and I can, you know, save that extra few days and veg or and, and not have to worry about those that stress being able to trigger auxins and hormonal signals without stress signals, I'm all for it. And I'm going to be trying one of those or a couple of those OG springs on the recommendation of JR Token and uh, Be Patient in my next run. But I just want to let you know, B, you, you can. Uh, super crop somebody without really opening it up and exposing it to molds and stuff like that. No, I know. I, yeah. I, I tend to be a little overzealous with it. I'll be the first to admit that. I mean, I actually, I, I lost a, a decent top off of a plant the other day because I went a little too hard on it. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, you know, Focus when gentle squeeze, you don't got to choke a bitch. I mean, come on. You know, it, I, I, it comes from those, the days of, you know, the old school production growing where you're just, you're trying to get as much out of what you could. And back in the days of, of low plant counts, when we were trying to be as legal as possible and still push out weight, you're doing everything you can to every plant to maximize it. And, you know, back then we just didn't know. It was like, hey, this, this does this. Cool. Keep doing it. <laughs> okay. I have faith in you. I just didn't know if anyone had a good explanation other than just trying to stress the plant out to increase chirps or something. Well, B was generally just trying to make a lighter holder on his plant form, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I never lost my lighter after that, so. It needs a lighter leash. You have, you have the plant right there. <laughs> I've heard people scoring, I've been like, in, I don't know, I think I heard it one time, somebody scoring a stem towards the end or something to maybe shock it into releasing more resins. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Something something I found interesting was I, saw, I can't remember if I saw this on Instagram or something the other day. People are selling now lacquered, uh, like stocks and you know like the bases of of plants. Like I saw one that was uh, that was actually subcool ground. That was yeah, Mendo Dope. They're on live yeah, right now Me on uh, the resistance. Yeah, plant. they're uh, they're doing stock art where they're like yeah, badass like finishing and making. They, that's what they they actually got a whole microphone stand. Yeah, uh, I've seen that. That's cool. That they can dab with, too, or if there's a dab thing. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> that's dope. So yeah, stocks can be money makers. <laughs> cool. 
Absolutely. So what about our fearless leader here? Steve, again, thank you for having us. Um, yeah, what's Steve, what's going to do? like yeah. in your life right now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, so I've been working on a couple of different projects. Um, might be going up to Northern California, but again, I might be staying down in San Diego. I'm not sure yet. Um, and yeah, eventually Canada here in a couple months, um, Puerto Rico at some point in between. Um, yeah, all over the place. I don't really have any timelines at the moment. Um, as far as anything, I have a, a couple of important, I'll know more after the end of June. So. Do you know when um, the rescheduled uh, aquaponics course might be? No, we'll figure it out once Marty's uh, Marty's situation. We had to postpone it because Marty's uh, kid was born on Saturday morning. So, um, yeah, obviously we needed him uh, if we we're going to do it together. So uh, we're going to postpone it, and then once uh, you know, we're going to give it a couple weeks for him to get uh, used to the baby and all, and then we'll have him. We'll get reschedule that we're also we had so much demand from australia i think we're going to also do a separate class um on australian hours so you know if you want to take that class because you're up at weird hours um we'll also offer that uh, or if you're in australia um there was enough of you <laughs> that wanted a, a class to make it worth it um you know we had, we're kind of not 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 mean it that way but i mean like we were pretty surprised how there was uh you know almost 10 people that were running a, a class uh, from Australia on Australian times for, you know, that we'll do that as well. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, and until we're going to give Marty a, a week or two and, you know, a couple of weeks to, to get used to having the new munchkin. So it's got a, a new little clone. <laughs> nice. Now, um, how do people sign up for the, uh, the course uh, once it's been, uh, rescheduled oh uh yeah so you, if you have a if you signed up for before uh, you already got an email but um if not um you know you can go to the website over at uh, uh .com, click on shop and and the the class is on there and uh does coupon code dude uh get us anything off or <laughs> no i gotta i gotta figure out uh how coupon codes work we'll figure out something <laughs> <laughs> so right on man what uh what's new in um in your grow since i know your time is going to be limited soon oh me oh, i already covered it fish are alive plants are healthy and um, crystal cookies yeah. coming down how long hours now what what'd you say what your crystal cookies coming down in hours now uh yeah i'm counting down for sure um, but I've got one tiny little Vienna skunk pheno that um, is ahead of everything else. So it's coming down uh, in the next few hours. But uh, everything else is all pretty much timed up with the, everybody else. So they're all on for the same day. Do you want to talk about your uh, ladybug genocide there? <laughs> uh, no, I'll be documenting that. Let's just say... Um, I have a bet going with some people on whether or not uh, <laughs> the duct tape on certain areas of my tents are 
eating more ladybugs or certain lights that I have with fans on them are eating more. So I'll be uh, seeing it then because I know for a fact that the lights with the fans, I've dumped out piles of corpses before. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'll be keeping an eye on that at the end of the grow. Because I know that the ladybug population is going somewhere. <laughs> We when we laugh about this because it's funny, but at the end of the day, like like I like I was explaining earlier, that that really is a hazard. You know, if you release a couple, you know, a, a thousand predatory insects, and they all end up in your light source, and you have, Could actually you know, exactly. That's my point. When you mix when you mix living biology and electronics, things catch on fire, and that's that's a scary notion. <laughs> Very true. So, is what it is. But uh, yeah. just keeping an eye on things. At least it's easy enough. There's lots of different computer fan screens and stuff like that that are cheap that you can get. Um, you know, for next to nothing at the computer store. Set up your your micro center up there. Yeah. yeah well, there's that. Come join me in Trim Jail. We can uh, troubleshoot some stuff. <laughs> when I'm in Trim Jail. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take 20 minutes off for a business meeting <laughs> <laughs> you guys be having the munchies in turn jail taking 20 minutes off to go get some food alright yeah I treat my trimmer as well free pizza alright see I don't no, feel like I've never had a problem with trimming I like trimming I mean it's a yeah. I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna enjoy the fruits of my labor, you know. Like, it's it's something. Wet trimmer to dry trim, though. I well, I you know, I try to hang whole plants as much as possible now. Yeah. Wet trim all day. Whole plant hang for vacation. Dry trim. Dry trim means more hash. I like that. You mean more hash? Well, more bubble hash. More, uh, more, more squishy. Yeah, but it's less on your weed. Because you'll knock more of it off on the trim process. That's you get right. more, like, dry that's sip in the bottom of your thing. I don't know. That's why I just like taking the wet trim and then freezing it and then making it in a bubble. Find it yields a little bit better. Yeah, that's true. I just don't huh. have the room in the freezer. I, uh, I, I, I'm on limited space, so I still kind of work with what I can. Weird. Yeah, I've been, uh, for those of you guys that didn't uh, see my video, as I made a video a week or so ago. Um, I've been making bubble uh, out of trim and then trim into, um, or the bubble into rosin. Man, the, the 73 and, and 25 bubble into rosin is the smoothest stuff. Terpy. <laughs> Yeah, super terpy. Doesn't make you cough at all. Like, just oh, so good. Hey, and uh, just to go off of the weed talk for a minute, because I know we have someone that we haven't really spoken to that's uh, with us right now, and that's uh, oh, yeah, Joshua. Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm here. Aurelia. Hey, thank you again for joining us tonight. I don't want you to feel too neglected. Um, we're just uh, all in zone for a little bit. But uh, yeah, tell us uh, how you got into aquaponics and um, what you got going on. 
Uh, I got into aquaponics back when I lived in Arizona because of uh, water problems and just trying to be a conservationist. I've always had a conservationist, uh, you know, attitude with uh, all things in life. And yeah, living in Arizona, it was just, it was, it wasn't exactly rocket science to say, hey, I need to try this. And uh, I didn't really try doing cannabis right off the bat. I was just doing, you know, your your normal leafy greens and your veggies and herbs and stuff. And uh, it worked so well that I was like, well, hey, why don't I just throw a seed of uh, some pot in here? And sure enough, you know, it, it came out and uh, it wasn't great the first time, uh, you know, because I, I didn't know anything about a dual root zone. I didn't know about other things that you have to you do have to pay attention to, like pests and stuff um in aquaponics because you're working in a, a more moist environment and uh you have a higher chance of molds and funguses and things and so you know it was all just a learning process and uh over the years i don't know, i still consider myself an amateur because i don't make any money at what i do and i just grow for myself and uh, my wife and like a couple years ago i was growing for my mom when uh she Back, back before we passed here in Colorado. I live in Colorado now. Um, back before they passed recreational and uh, she had her medical license. So I was her caregiver. And uh, that was that was the way I grew all her all her medicine was uh, with aquaponics just right in my right in my little cabin that I was living in. And uh, using crawfish, I found uh, was just awesome. I mean, I, I, I can't sing the praises of crawfish enough, I guess, but <laughs> Steve well, probably knows what I'm talking about there. But, but uh, yeah, crawfish, I mean, you could get, you, you could pack them in, like literally pack them into your tank and they don't mind as long as the water is turbid enough that they don't fight each other because um, they are cannibals. But uh, I found that the, uh, the emulsions that come from it, all their shell casings and all their waste and... Uh, even just their dead bodies is uh it's just really great stuff high in calcium high in phosphorus high in magnesium uh the nitrogen is still in the system because they're still peeing and pooping in the water and the bacteria take care of that and turn it into plant soluble nitrates and uh so but right now i'm not using any aquaponics because i'm having a water problem again and uh, like I have to haul my water. So I've got uh, got a uh, garden out back that uh, I've been setting up to just be a, um, a no-till garden, basically wood chips and, you know, and earthworms, and they take care of it. And uh, then I don't have to use as much water. Uh, I use probably... I'm figure like I haven't I haven't I just watered them today and it's been two weeks since the last time I watered them so and that was when I put them in and uh, yeah I just been dealing with that eventually gonna be setting up another indoor uh, grow as soon as I can afford another tent and uh, for flowering and um, gonna use crawfish again really looking forward to going to the local lake here and catching them. And that's another thing is uh, crawfish are just so easy to get. Like you don't have to spend any money, you know. <laughs> so, and I'm a cheap bastard. So, yeah, that's my story. Right on. I dig it, man. I dig that. 
Well, just to follow up, because I work in the medical field, so when I hear people talk about medical things, I, um, it always kind of catches me. Is your mom doing okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, she does okay. Uh, you know, she she gave up her medical license because recreational passed, and she, she was like, well, why should I spend money on getting another medical license? I was like, well, because with a caregiver, your caregiver could grow you enough medicine, and you won't have to worry about recreational. You're really limited here in Colorado with what you can do. So, like, uh, she didn't. She didn't see the point. Man, she was like, "Oh, I'll just get by on six plants." I guess she does, you know. So, you know, more power to her. <laughs> oh, shit. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I totally can understand why somebody would be like, well, I don't want to go through the hassle of getting the med card, but it does definitely come with some protections and benefits. Um, so if you right. Buy, I definitely tell people that's the way to go. Oh, it is, absolutely. If you have if you have something, you know, an actual illness, she has fibromyalgia, and it really, it, it really, really does help fibromyalgia patients. My wife also has fibromyalgia, and when she's having a flare-up, smoke a bowl and she's fine you know uh, the anxiety levels go down the pain comes down with that and onward and uh but yeah if if you have something that you you can get that medical license for definitely get it because you're just going to be so much more happier with the amount of product you can produce for yourself you know yeah no i feel you on that absolutely um, uh, how are you doing, Brian Grow? We haven't heard from you yet. Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, just been trying to wrap up a couple of things on the new breeding chamber and also wanted to, uh, thank the gentlemen who are on the podcast that were talking about breeding a little bit earlier because I'm fixing to go into doing it for my first time, just kind of as a hobby or whatever with, the. Uh, little aquaponic breeding chamber that I'm setting up. And then I've also been um, putting some time into a, um, like a uh, mushroom CO2 production chamber that I'm trying to incorporate into my indoor aquaponic system. Nice. So I'm, I'm also uh, putting the finishing touches on that. I'm uh, got a couple of air pumps that I'm going to be using to move the air around. So um, I'm going to be doing an unveiling of that hopefully within another week or two. I got, my, uh, I got a few jars that are colonizing right now. So um, I'm getting started on that, but uh, I'm kind of going into that for my first time as well. So hopefully, hopefully that turns out pretty well. But um, other than that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Wow, that's super exciting, dude. The uh, fish panics and breeding in the same shot. I mean, as long as you have any fl plants flowering around it anyway, and I mean, how are you going to seal it off? Or I was curious. Yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. That's super my, cool. Uh, you're talking about my breeding chamber? Yeah, yeah. For the fish panics one, that's awesome. A fish panics breeding chamber? Oh, um, yeah. Well, cool. basically, I built a frame. I built a frame to where my uh, grow bed sits on top of a, a little wooden frame that I'm pretty much able to seal off. And um, I have uh, a couple of little vent ports that are going to uh, 
allow for a passive ventilation system. I've got a few uh, fans on the uh, ceiling of it that are going to be moving that air. And then one of the things that I need to add is just a little oscillating fan to move the air around. But um, it's it's pretty much kind of styled after, uh, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with his YouTube channel, uh, Vader, Vader OG. Um, he, he, um, yeah, he, he made a breeding chamber and it's pretty badass. He has, he has a few, uh, really good breeding videos up and that's kind of what I tried to model it after everything's within a, uh, let's see, it's about two by three by four, just a small little chamber, you know, can put about maybe three plants or so in there. Right, perfect, dude. So it's it's just a little modest size that I'm able to uh, keep it keep it sealed up. I cocked up all the corners and stuff, and I I uh, added some some little windows that I can open up and look inside as well. So nice. uh, pretty much, I guess after I seal it up, whenever the mail starts throwing pollen, um, I'm going to uh, basically not be able to get in there for you know however long the pollen is flying around. So again, thank y'all for the breeding information. I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, following Vader's model, that's exactly right, man. That's who I'd be researching every step of the way when I did my stuff. And so yeah, super awesome. And the way that he got his mail set up on a pulley where he can lift his mail up without being in the room and then wait like three yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Is, that's super pimp. Yeah. That's that's pretty much one of the last things that I need to put on my system is the little pulley system so I can pull that dude up and get him killed off. So that's, that's pretty much really like the main thing that I'm, that I'm, uh, that I'm waiting on. I'm pretty much babysitting a plant for a friend right now and it's going to be done flowering sometime at the beginning of June. So he's kind of taking up my space, but he's going to hook me up with half of the harvest. So I'm not mad at it, you know? Right, but, um, and as long as you ain't got no plants as, flowering too close, so you could go in there and probably just kill it real quick and pull it out or something. But yeah, well, I mean, this is Sorry, this is all within there. the same room. Um, if you if you go look at my channel, you can pretty much see I have a um, small indoor uh, aquaponic system set up. And the breeding chamber is in the same room. So I'm trying to take all the precautions I can to prevent pollen from escaping. So I see. Absolutely. Totally. He even uses a spray bottle and sprays the water in the rope while he's pulling the rope out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was thinking about doing that too. But, yeah, it's my first time. So I'm definitely uh, yeah, anxious right. to, to learn the ins and outs of breeding. Super exciting, dude. Cool. Yeah, hit me up anytime on DM if you want to chat about stuff. Or... Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's also something I was going to mention is I need to I need to link up with you, uh, Dude Grows, Dude Grows community, and uh, seems like y'all definitely have a lot of knowledge to to give. So, absolutely, that's yeah, always a good thing. Be patient and fish, and everybody in DGC and. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. We try to be supportive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all about the growers love. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all that I've got going on right now. 
Nice. Um, Michael, uh, are you still there? I saw your, you muted your mic there. Oh, I'm sorry. Not, not you. Um, oh, Michael. Okay. See if he'll, uh, if you can unmute his mic. All right, well, hopefully he'll get his mic unmuted. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, see if I can get a hold of him through other means. Um, what do you have going on this week, uh, Roger? Mike is muted there. <laughs> He's trying to fix his mic. At any rate. Oh, sorry, sorry. I didn't. I didn't purposely mute my mic. Uh, oh, uh, unforgivable. You know, well, you know, us blind mothers. You know, uh, I was over here trying to. Uh, I've got an article on the uh, split, the stem splitting. And I was trying to, to give a look, put the post on. Suddenly, I couldn't post on the uh, the, the show page on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been messing with that for the last twenty minutes. But I've got a link for you. I posted in in the in the uh, moderator chat, and that's a link to an to an actually it's an article that includes uh, a, a an explanation on splitting the stem and why. Okay. You see, you see it up there? I'm looking. I can get it for you again. Yeah, um, let me see. Yeah, just. Well, yeah. Well, well okay. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what I've been doing the last 20, 20 minutes just so and listening uh, to some fine uh, information. I'll tell you what. I was breeding. I like the idea. I, I love the information I just heard about. Um, really good for people getting into aquaponics to know about the crawfish. You know, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. He's one of the few people I know that, that has done it. And had a another, lot of another great thing about crawfish is they will breed all on their own too, and uh, you won't even have to worry. It's like set them and forget them, and uh, harvest them every couple months, and have yourself a boil, and it's great. Well, don't you have to worry about your uh, nitrate levels going up at that point if they're breeding uh, without regulation. No, because they. They they put out such little nitrogen, like, like two or three hundred of them equals like one inch of fish. Right, oh, right. You can absolutely pack them into your system and not even worry. It's yeah, it's great. It yeah. really is. And they keep the water crystal clear because they're filter feeders. So that's another plus. Um, they tolerate a wide range. Like say, you know, say you do leach some some nutrients that you're feeding extra into your dual root zone say some of that does leach into your system it's not going to bother them uh, they they, t they take a beating and keep on kicking they're great do you know what species they are that you're using um i use i use the uh rusty crawfish that are considered an invasive here and a lot of fishermen uh have introduced them to our waterways in colorado and in, in many other parts of the united states they're uh, native to Louisiana, but uh, yeah, just the rusty crayfish. They're they're highly aggressive though. So like like I was I had mentioned earlier, you got to keep the water flow high and the turbidity up so that they're fighting the water current instead of each other. You know. Mm -hmm. That's a question a lot of people have too because uh, I was talking uh, aquaponic dummy and I were talking about 
how a lot of people want to, they, they have a plan on going aquaponics and then they feel like they're going to sell the fish commercially as well as they turn around and sell their cannabis or their tomatoes uh, commercially also. So the problem is, is uh, you know, in, in some opinions that I've done with the research we've been looking at, because I do have, you know, as you know, Steve, I told you about the guy up in Michigan, actually, that uh, is uh, looking to have a major uh, commercial grill going up there pretty soon. Uh, but, but we won't get off on that. Um, oh, shoot. Um, the, the, yeah, all right, back to, so you're talking about, yeah, I have a crab boil every once in a while, or a boil every once in a while with the crawfish, but that's, address, can you guys address that, have been involved in it in that respect, because that's a question people have, in some places, it's, I'm pretty sure, in some places, you can't use the fish that you're using for your aquaponics system, and then sell them. So what do you right because because of maybe like uh, and and I understand why they do that in those places because uh, your fish might be contaminated with this or that that's been added to the system pH buffers or you know any number of things that that we usually do end up having to use to keep our systems stable until they've matured to the point where you don't have to do any of that input anymore um, crawfish all you have to do is uh, purge them and they're clean so there there shouldn't be i don't see there being a problem with uh doing those commercially because once they've been purged they're clean so you know what do you think about in, in all in all is it is it across the board or can are in some states or some counties or whatever is there are there areas where you can actually you know have quite we're talking about commercial uh, okay i mean well i got a lot of little you know smaller farmers are trying to use aquaponics and well like like i told you i wanted to have that you know like 16 you know 16 foot uh four foot deep pool steve and you guys said man you could build this gigantic thing well they're trying to do this but and they're also thinking they're going to be able to sell the fish and i just wondered what your opinions were and if but and i and i understand the crawfish is a different species basically so I can under, all right, so that's a little not the same thing, like you said, it wants it's purged. But what about the fish? Can, can people sell the fish in, all, in some states and not in other states? Um, as far as I know, right, there's all kinds of regulations you have to go through, rules and regulations and licensing fees. And yeah, it's all course. about the money when it really comes down to it. They don't really care about the health of your fish or uh, the health of your system. They just care about the money, uh, the, bu the bureaucracies. And that just goes for, like, if you're trying to transport them out, out of state or even out of county, um, things like that, as far as I know. And with crawfish... Um, being that, uh, like the species I named, is a, considered an invasive uh, species. Um, like, th how are they going to tell? You know that. You know? <laughs> so you could probably skirt around. There's there's probably a lot of gray area when it comes to crawfish and other shellfish as well. Um, there's freshwater mussels that you can also use in aquaponics. Uh, I've used freshwater mussels before with uh, success. Um, there's prongs. There's uh, there's the red claw. I've I've wanted to try the red claw. The Australian red claw it grows up to a pound in weight. It's like basically a freshwater lobster, and I, I dream of trying that. But uh, yeah. Well, 
that's uh, interesting because I was thinking when you were talking about that about lobsters doing lobsters. So prawns are good too because if you could, if, and of course the reason is is if, if if so basically you just have to check your own DHEC, your own state um, food guidelines as far as whether or not you can sell them before you planned on building this massive. Um, um, the, uh, system that right. that you can't sell the fish. Well, you can't right. sell, you know the. Well, the, the and I can I can guarantee that any any uh, shellfish that you grow in an aquaponic system is going to be ten times at least cleaner than what you get out of the natural waterways because you don't have all the mud and gunk and pollution and all the shit that these shellfish are eating on a daily basis and. You know, like the the uh, the lobster that comes out of the the ocean has mercury content. You're not going to get that in your right. crawfish or your lobsters in your aquaponic system because you're not putting mercury in it, obviously. So, like you wouldn't have. I don't think you would have any problem with passing any kind of health inspections or anything like that when it comes to your shellfish. And uh, I, I think it is a viable commercial option that, that more people should maybe look into. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but we have to make sure we have everybody check your local ordinances first. You might spend a lot of money. You know, but it sounds to me like what you're saying is it comes down to my question was whether it was a, you could do it. It sounds to me like you could probably do it most places where common sense rules. Well, that limits it. But, uh, but in other places... Um, you, you, it's, out, it's outlawed, and I don't know about shellfish, but I know with when, when it comes to like the fish, and tilapia, the fish. right? Tilapia, right? You can't, right? Because they're afraid. Oh, a bird might pick up an egg from your tank and transport it to the lake, and then this and that. It's like it, it's insanity, right? Right? Yeah. Well, we can grow tilapia. I can grow tilapia fingerlings right down the street. Believe it or not, right. Right, but, but in some places, tilapia are illegal to to grow unless you go through all. It's like thousands of dollars worth of uh, licensing, and you have to show them that you're not connected in any ways. And it goes on and on. It's all sort of regulations, right? Sorry. Hey guys, I gotta cut out. I gotta go start making dinner for the fam. Um, it was good talking to everybody. Good seeing everybody. Uh, if Marty does make it on tonight, uh, somebody just let him know that I said congrats on the new kid. And uh, I will talk to everybody soon. Good. See you, see you next week. Sure. See you next week, guys. Okay. Yeah, I'm actually going to uh, take this opportunity as well. I got to go be domestic. So I appreciate the invite. I, uh, will, uh, I will definitely be viewing next week, absolutely. So thanks again, Steve. Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Later, Malik. Later, B. Should we get uh, Michael back? Yeah, sorry. There you go. Hey, while you're there, uh, Malik, uh, we can, I'm uh, going to be the coordinator next year for a project. Uh, we got a little spot to grow, and uh, I could really use some seeds. So uh, Yeah, absolutely. I'd yeah. love to link up. Let me get, get you my email, and I'll shoot you my number, and yeah, absolutely. I'm right over here and by the Flint area. And um, yeah, I quit my regular job and I've been focusing on this and been doing, just having a blast, man. Everything's going really great. Um, I've been growing for about three years now and 
I just love it. So it's a passion, and I'm not even worried about money. I just want to make, you know, grow a bunch of weed and smoke it all. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I didn't spend any time. I keep mine to myself, class. too. Uh, I don't sell it. I keep mine to myself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I didn't uh, didn't spend enough time talking about the plant, but uh, I got four little ones uh, outdoor uh, in a uh, soil. But next year nice. I'm gonna run a little program. Yeah, yeah, that's all I could do. Uh, hey, I, take I, care I, of business. Guys, let me ask: Could they freeze? Because uh, I had some really great, uh, you know, all from uh, Europe, you know, from. Uh, Amsterdam, and uh, they'd always been really good to me. And then a couple of years, but they uh, later they froze on the way to California, a hard freeze in a truck and kill them off because I only got, uh, believe it or not, I think five or six to pop out of 32 that I tried. I would try. Yeah. I would free try freezing off. does cause cell cellular damage. Freezing will do that, right? Okay, because I never had such worse luck, and uh, you know we we're going to do a much bigger run, and uh, but I ended up with uh, three um, GTA shorts version of the Blue Dream, the Azure Haze, and um, I got what's called an F10, which is a 90% um, sativa, and it looks like it's going to be a purple one. Oh wow! Cool. Very cool. Yeah, that's really nice. So that's I would try a, a seed sprout tea. Um, you know, you can take corn. Corn seeds work really good. Um, soybeans, uh, other beans uh, work really well. Sprout them in water. And then take that water and pour it into another cup and then put your cannabis seeds in that. And that yeah. will help. Well, at least it'll help increase your chances. Well, I've done it for, you know, uh, five a long time now five years and i just uh, and those those kind of seeds always uh you know in four days uh would be popped and uh strong looking and uh, i just uh i thought that the, that being uh on the truck line four or five days across the country uh, a couple of years ago um I know they 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 that my only conclusion is they froze. You know? you know, sometimes they'll get the they'll get older to where they won't be as vigorous. Uh, definitely, the new seeds are going to be vigorous and just pop and have that crazy vigor. And yeah, um, sometimes if it's an older seed, it will kind of give you a problem. And if maybe if you know, I would think if it went through some temperature fluctuations, it's definitely not going to be good for it. So yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. The seed is dormant. The longer it can take to propagate. And that's why a lot of people like to do the soaking method, too. When you soak them for 24 hours or so, you know, prior to trying to propagate them. So. Right. Just to add to Malik, what Malik was saying. You heard me that so go on, sorry, Mike. Go on. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. I got this, like I say, we're uh, in a, um, the 707, or I believe it was. We got a, you know, a, okay. a hot shotted soil um, that we're amending every couple of weeks with uh, okay. 
uh, you know, throw a bunch of ground up goodies. Uh, like yeah. super soil with amendments and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, mostly organic. <laughs> and um, I'm just stepping them out right now into different size pots. And my uh, my point man is new, new to it, so. I mean, even the watering, you know, uh, you know, every every bit of it, you know, he's tracking the sun with the plant. I, I finally uh, was over there yesterday, and, uh, and I said, no, 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 don't track the sun. Turn them a quarter every day, you know. And he's an architect, and I told him how important it was to build a little character in these little babies. And <laughs> so anyway, uh, everybody's learning, and I'm teaching, and. Um, you know, it's all going to be good in the fall. I got, like I say, a little spot, and it's a hippie commune that uh, <laughs> I've been taken into as, uh, you know, uh, their leader on that, and um, a very good group of people, and uh, spiritual, and uh, very well grounded, and uh, you know, the opposite of really what I normally deal with with the uh, 420 group. But <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, they are uh, anxious to get a little thing going on, and uh, you know, with the uh, this thing coming apart uh, with the seeds was a big uh, disappointment. And then uh, I had uh, some kind of medical crisis, which is yet to be explained. But um, I think again, it was spiritual in nature. But I started doing that therapy, and I uh, it hit me so hard, I it knocked me out, and I was laying on my floor in my in my apartment for three days. So, Jesus. And I didn't uh when I when I got up, I mean I didn't even know I didn't even know I got knocked down, but when I got up, uh it was three days later and I I didn't even know that. I, I found myself uh out in the the parking lot the fourth day and I couldn't operate my cell phone. And Dude. uh which was obviously well you guys could see that I can't do that. <laughs> uh for real, I couldn't <laughs> turn it on. And um I couldn't even, I didn't, I couldn't spell my name and, and I was out of it. I don't know what happened, but uh, they're still yet to uh, tell me anything medical. But uh, I think it was this spiritual polarity of the cancer and this, this treatment I'm doing is working because it's, uh, it's lymphocytes, you know, and it's um, going after this cancer like I've never seen ever. In the, in the, I mean, the oil is good. I mean, this shit's got a Hemi in it, baby. I mean, wow, I, I just can't believe what it's doing. And uh, with me, with such a deficit, you know, again, I'm, I'm blessed. But anyway, um, these plants should be good. And, uh, you know, the Blue Dream is really my favorite. You know, that Azure Haze I ran in a basement down in Detroit, actually in Ferndale. And um, long story short, I got run out of the city of, Ferndale, Michigan, by gunpoint, Jeez. and um, wow. was um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> they really came for um, they really came for guns because uh, <laughs> it was going to be an easy gun charge and to run me out of town um, on that, but you know, run me to prison on that. But um, I can't. They came up empty-handed when they came to the house, and I had no guns and. Uh, my exact words for those pricks were, uh, I knew you were coming. I just didn't know when. And uh, I think I might have been thrown down to the floor at that point. But uh, <laughs> I had a big a vault, a 900-pound safe upstairs that they were anxious to get into. And I waited till the last minute to finally, you know, open it because I thought they would burn down the house um, the way they were acting. And um, <coughs> they... Um, 
finally got access to the safe and uh, it was empty. And uh, I had sold off these, this, I had a nice little collection of military uh, weapons. I don't, don't need at this point in my life and uh, had uh, sold and um, they were uh, disappointed in that. And uh, the cops that came over, this, you guys are going to like this. Um, they were indicted by the FBI uh, after this, and what what really the long story short there was that there was a uh, an entire group of rogue Detroit police officers uh, that this was the group, and they came to my house and a lot of other people's homes, uh, le legit places. I mean, I had cancer and AIDS and making this oil and growing in my basement, and because I was out on Fox Two News talking about it, and uh, some of the newspapers and being out there. And, really making an enemy amongst my friends in the marijuana community who, you know, had other ideas and wanted me to tone things down and not be so, uh, you know, out there with the message of, you know, cancer and whatever. And so uh, the cops came and uh, ended up and uh, being indicted for all these, uh, uh, you know, uh, privateer uh, crimes, uh, you know, private uh, things that they were doing against the citizens and uh, including running their own drug house and stealing cocaine from one place and taking it somewhere else. The, the lead cop uh, shot and killed himself um, a couple, three, four years ago. And um, then the two of the other five, uh, one got nine years and the other one got 13 years in federal prison. And um, this is still ongoing. Um, the DPD, Detroit Police Department, Rogue Force, if you look it up, Narcotics Unit. Um, they, um, they're really the feds are still after the other three and uh, in the big picture. And uh, we got a, a class action lawsuit against them. And uh, hopefully we get a piece of Detroit's ass. And uh, I, I moved out to uh, San Diego as a result as a, a refugee of the drug war. And um, out here with limited uh, limited means, but I'm you know I mean, I'm good, you know what I'm saying. But uh, quite a trip. <clears throat> nice. Do you want to um, talk a little bit about how uh, how people at home might be able to try and make some oil uh, for themselves, or how they might go about it? Oh, you know the oil thing is uh, pretty simple. The main thing is to you know. Uh, make uh, make a clean end product, and to get that done, you need to do the uh, uh, the work ahead of time, which is the uh, um, the separation of the resin from the plant. And um, you know, if you're using uh, an alcohol, which is going to normally pick up a lot of chlorophyll, um, you'll want to do this, and ideally, in a uh, a walk-in freezer, if you could get the uh, flour and the um, alcohol both at a, uh, at, you know, as cold as you can get it in a walk-in, you know, if it's uh, zero or, you know, 10, whatever you can do, that would be fine. And um, what have I ever, do is have- Have you ever tried have, doing it in a bowl, like a salad bowl and putting your implant material in that and then putting the alcohol in that and then putting dry ice on it? And, and like almost cold boiling it? Well, that's a good idea, but um, the, my, my real trick is to do a really a fast wash 
um, and to not exceed three minutes. Um, in any, in any, you know, when the timer starts is when it gets wet and it, it doesn't matter what else, <laughs> three minutes is three minutes. So, um, that's my thing. And, um, so what I'll normally do is, uh, I'll use a five gallon, uh, paint stream, uh, like a nylon, uh, mesh monofilament, uh, bag filter, uh, with an elastic, uh, garter type top and uh put put that in a five gallon bucket and crunch up all my bud you know by hand or whatever um and uh have a, almost a rollable consistency and ideally not powdered um and have a nice little chop to it and uh then go ahead and uh, freeze them, you know, if you're using the 190, uh, which is really the trend, you know, as far as everybody's at with it. And uh, on the medical now, this is uh, strictly on medical marijuana oil, uh, FICO. Um, then I would uh, drop the uh, solvent in as fast as I could pour it, um, three minutes, and then I pull that, that filter right out and, 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 and hang it over the, uh, you know, the bucket to uh, collect it all. And um, then uh, let that, uh, do that twice, uh, probably, uh, you know, generally. And um, then uh, that material needs to be filtered again uh, with a, um, I, I've got this uh, on my Facebook, um, all the pictures of uh, the mesh sizes and all that. And uh, what I would do is box, uh, from one five gallon bucket to another um, three times, a total of six um, exchanges and through a filter, uh, a bag filter, and then a, a finer uh, mesh and an after track, but I think it was 150. We'd take all the, uh, the plant material out and just leave that uh, empty uh, shell casing uh, from the trichomes. You know, you get that sand at the bottom of the, um, of the wash, and then um, I would um, then use that old technique from like uh, pharmaceutical companies and use a graduate at the end to separate the trichomes from the uh, clear wash, and then uh, boil it down. And uh, you know, I always used a rice cooker, but you know, using better equipment is always cool. You know, out here I've seen and been around a little bit of uh, rotavap technologies and uh, uh, short path uh, extractions and things like that. But um, the, by and large, it was all a rice cooker. And uh, so uh, go ahead and run it down uh, as close as you could can to the end. And I always finish it with a air gun with heat on it with uh you know an industrial like a milwaukee style um heat gun that would actually produce air changes and heat and that's really how resin you know cures and that's how you drive solvent out of a resin with air changes and heat um and, and um, that's how i would finish the oil and uh, let it sit overnight and uh, come back and uh, heat it back up with the heat gun and uh, just as, uh, you know, just kind of break that, uh, that viscosity real easy with a, just a little bit of heat. It would, the viscosity would drop right out and uh, you could package it right up into the, 
you know, I always put it in tens because it was going, uh, you know, as a full full package to, uh, you know, a, a patient that was, uh, you know, requested a full, you know, a full course, you know, so it would vary whatever, or, you know, they'd get, you know, whatever I could get, basically 80, 90, 110, uh, somewhere in that range. But uh, some really good clean oil, and um, you know, uh, I made it for uh, several years, and uh, it was really a, a, my passion, and I was doing it myself. You know, and I, you know, I, I should, I, I was listening to this video that I did with or something online with uh, my, with me on it a few years ago, and I was talking about eating six pounds of uh, marijuana uh, that I grew. So I did, I did do a lot of the. Uh, the oil that I did was mine. I was, I grew it myself. I couldn't float the whole thing. I couldn't make oil for me and them and, you know, my patients and all that stuff. But I actually did a six pound run and ate it. And it was 280 grams of oil, you know, and uh, as fast as I could. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty good story. Damn, that's a lot of oil to uh, ingest in one time, but <laughs> I'm sure it's beneficial to your system. Yeah, it took a few months. Um, like I say, I was almost hand to mouth, and that uh, I could get a pound every uh, three to four weeks in a nine station perpetual. <laughs> this was all under a five foot window in a basement running uh, up to 600s, fours and sixes, and uh, T5s, uh, nine stations. And uh, I'd get three at a time in an earth garden. Um, every three to four weeks, uh, which was a pretty cool thing. And uh, so again, this oil was almost hand to mouth. The three were getting done and, and cured enough to, uh, you know, I always call it ballast weed, but it wasn't that, you know, that beautiful 90 day cure that we all like. It was, uh, you know, more of a <laughs> 10 day, <laughs> 10 day, is this ready to go deal? It was dry. Yeah, is it, if it was cold enough, it was to my benefit. You know, I'd go out in the garage, it was 25 below back there. And uh, so we made some badass oil and some just god-awful conditions in the, this old garage. And it was uh, really quite quite cool. And, um, you know, I just talked to this guy that I had a homeless guy living with me, actually. Uh, and um, he ended up being a really cool uh, dude and uh, he got caught up in the fray here with this uh, lawsuit and all that. And he, he's actually going to be a beneficiary. And, you know, I mean, he's actually picked up the whole, you know, all the benefits he was there. And, uh, you know, I just talked to him on the phone. I got a check from the uh, forfeiture department from the fucking pigs the police that, um, what pays me back the money they took out of my pocket in my front room. And uh, he had 150 bucks on the line. And that was the, the conversation. The guy's actually getting his money back. And, uh, and he's on the lawsuit to, to win, you know, whatever we can get out of him. So it's, it's just a beautiful, uh, that's a good thing. I mean, that's, I, I really kind of think that's pretty hip. Did you guys see, um, this is uh, relevant to a couple of people in the room. Did you guys see that... Um, the American Legion officially asked the government to deschedule cannabis in order to help veterans. Wow. No, this is good news. Well, good time for a new segment. Yep, yeah, that was uh, 
uh, good earlier. Um, let's see what day of the week was that. Two or three days ago, on the twenty second. So that was on Monday. Um, the American Legion formally asked uh, the government to deschedule. They said it helps with PTSD and a bunch of other uh, uh, helps reduce uh, opioid use and a bunch of other things um, for veterans. So, yep. So that was really good uh, to, to wow. see, you know, a group like them to uh, to stand up and ask for cannabis legalization. So. No, we've got like you know we've got a whole bunch of veterans on our forum, and that's that's I, that's, I really love it. And uh, and you're right that there are stories when we talk because a lot of them you know I've talked with uh, on Skype and such, and uh, they survived basically just like uh, a couple of the a couple of your guests you've had that are veterans and all same thing same story they got off the opioids and you know. And all, and got through it, you know, and and survived because they were able to use cannabis to get, you know, to relax, and, and you know, just fantastic. And and I'm glad to see that. There's been a few stories around about that. Before. Yeah, I've seen nice my stories. Yeah, thank God. It's nice to see they made it official. official. Yeah, it's always good to see them uh, groups yeah. like that come out and help. That's cool. Nice well, we'll advocate for that, huh? Yep. I know Mammoth P hasn't been able to come on the show the last couple of weeks because they've been off in Washington, D.C. lobbying um, for uh, cannabis and a couple of uh, and uh, more eco-minded uh, production and stuff. And you know, uh, Yeah, they, they had a whole bunch of stuff they were telling me about. I'm sure they'll tell us all about it when we get them on the show here in the next few weeks. So that'll be cool. <laughs> I've been in talks with them and that's been a little bit uh, uh, it's been going great we just have to wait until they're they're free so what uh what other uh, things did you guys want to talk about this week have a couple of news stories and stuff like that um there was recently a study that came out uh, about leukemia um, where they used high high doses of um, cannabis oil uh, a CBD, CBG, and CBGV, um, yeah, specifically uh, to treat leukemia, yeah, uh, and, and uh, in in London, and they had a really, really, really good results. Wow! Uh, so what kind of seeds? We have had, Great. we have had good results with leukemia. It's been one almost a dead ringer from the get go. What's amazing, David, you know, there's been all this, you know, you don't ever want to really jump on it, but you want it to be true, but you see all the claims people make about, you know, cannabis helps uh, cure cancer. And if they're actually now having studies where cannabis is actually helping to cure cancer, well, wow, I'm on board. Michael, do you want to tell them, like, I don't know if you mind talking about it, but a little bit about like how much that's helped you. Uh, I know that hasn't totally helped all the way. Well, it can be on uh, oil. Um, are you there? Yes, yeah. we hear you. Uh, sorry. Um, the oil thing uh, bought me a lot of time. You know, it got me to that next level, and uh, it ended up. Uh, you know, it's still all natural. I just had to pay a thousand dollars a day for these extra lymphocytes to uh, 
go after this cancer and it was you know really it looks like a game ender for the cancer i mean it's really over i mean it's, it's, cur it's curing it and um but you know i mean based on a double a double tap you know i mean i don't know uh, you know as far as um you know liability to add uh you know aids and cancer is uh, a lot of um you know quite a burden and um I just think that uh, it was, I just stretched nothing for a long time and, uh, you know, needed uh, something, but it was the oil, you know, that got me uh, to that point. And this is only three or four months ago. Um, and I had guys up in the uh, UP that were sending me the oil uh, to, uh, you know, carry me on. And, uh, but, you know, really not enough. I wasn't doing a, a gram a day, you know, like I should, or even more, uh, you know, I was doing what I could. And um, so, you know, over the course of uh, the two and a half years out here, um, I haven't had enough oil. And um, so that and the fact that I'm, I don't take any of the pills for the uh, HIV, because I, I just know that's a dead end. Um, you know, it, it just became uh, just too much. And uh, so I needed that. Um, that assist and it turned out to be this um, this immunotherapy, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's farmed unnaturally, but it's the, it's the original deal. It's the, using your original system to do it. And um, so what I'm seeing is a reversal of what was, uh, I mean, it was really, I had cancer so bad that I had it in both ears, my nose, um, under my hair, and uh, my uh, my nose actually, I lost a good part of it, and um, I mean I was going down in in flames. And uh, what I really saw at the end was um, the cancer was a lot bigger than uh, than I even thought of. Uh, that it was all connected. It was all one one cancer. It was a giant cancer. My my whole head was cancer, and all around my mouth, my cheeks, my forehead my head, scalp, uh, ear, ears. I mean, come on. And uh, so, um, you know, but the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, the oil got me to the point where, uh, you know, I, I always do the save, saving private Ryan, Ryan type, you know, scenario. But honestly, it was a war the whole, the whole time. And uh, I, I finally, at the end, uh, got through and really, uh, unbelievable with these doctors and, uh, you know, having to pitch it, you know, the fact that, you know, I have no money at all. Um, and to get this, this, um, this opportunity to, uh, you know, uh, get to you guys and, and continue my, uh, you know, this path, which is, uh, you know, uh, to educate and provide, um, you know, to the sick and, uh, people that are in need and, uh, you know, once we get through these laws and, uh, you know, stay out of prison doing it, um, uh, I'm, I'm really going to be happy. I'm going to be a super happy guy. And that's really, really what I'm all about. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of the oil production you did? Um, for I know you helped a bunch of people um, in a different place than you live now. Uh, you know, out here, uh, I haven't uh, been able to, uh, 
you know, really get any traction. The, uh, the, the market is, um, is so warped and, uh, um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a whole nother, uh, world out here on, um, uh, you know, the, the people and, uh, uh, the, just, just the whole thing. I mean, I, I've, I've gotten no, uh, you know, I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, uh, I'm very <laughs> welcome at all. And, uh, of course, you know, I've called a lot of them out directly and that, that doesn't get me any brownie points either, but, uh, the fact of the matter is, um, I mean, I've got no time for, uh, you know, sellouts and turncoats and, and, and people that are undermining, uh, you know, our effort to do some, something good. Uh, and, um, you know, a, a lot of these folks don't have that same criteria. Um, so, again, uh, uh, I, I've made the THCA oil out here. I've, I've made uh, for a guy with Parkinson's. Um, I've uh, helped out a guy from uh, uh, actually through a, another Michigan connection. Uh, went and spent the weekend at his house and showed him how to make oil and uh, treat his cancer. And uh, a little bit, you know, uh, again, I'd been exposed to some uh, better technologies out here um, in the uh, actual uh, process of the. Uh, you know, the oil and, you know, recovering the solvent, which is always the big bonus and the uh, safety factor, uh, which is paramount. But, uh, um, you know what, it's been a big disappointment for me to come out here and not be uh, well received as somebody that could uh, help people. Uh, this is a, this is an area that's going to be uh, really uh, commercialized and, you um, uh, it's really hard to find good people. It, it's sad to say in Southern California, it's a, uh, it's a different animal. Do you want to uh, talk about um, some of the work you did in um, other places to make oil for other people? I know you helped out quite a few people. Well, again, you know, Michigan, um, yep. I, uh, I, I uh, had a, a, a a, com a complete setup to uh, be able to process and, uh, you know, uh, run my own, uh, <clears throat> my own, my own thing. You know, it was a, a ideal setup. Uh, I spent um, a lot of money on my uh, basement uh, with air handling and, uh, you know, everything that it had and uh, um, climate control and, uh, um, you know, everything. It was beautiful. You guys would have loved it. Uh, we had some local magazines that was in a few times as uh, being up out there, you know, kind of a progressive idea, uh, you know, with the um, uh, the way I was doing it with, you know, three in a row and, uh, uh, you know, perpetual and, and all that. And uh, uh, it was it was pretty cool. But on the other side of that uh, basement I had a uh, setup that was originally uh, for building model airplanes that I uh, converted into a, an oil area and um, uh, an area that I could do a lot of the pre-work pre you know in regards to uh, processing the bud and then uh, I had a garage outside which was a standalone uh, uh, um, building that uh had power and everything and uh it was in a, a good location that wasn't uh 
you know, very visible. And uh, so I was able to blow and go right there in the garage uh, a lot. And uh, I was running oil, uh, you know, um, pretty constantly. And uh, I had uh, people that, uh, you know, actually uh, uh, contacted me and um, sent the oil all over the world, really, and uh, shipped it in... uh, UPS and FedEx and uh, the, uh, people uh, were so desperate, you know, for the well-being of their uh, uh, loved ones or whomever they were uh, taking care of. That I, w- I was actually getting uh, money, just straight money, right, uh, you know, in the mail to uh, cover the cost of the uh, the uh, bud and all the, uh, you know, the material that might be associated with that, whatever. But you know, you just don't hear people sending money in a bag you know, um, to somebody they'd never met. And uh, <clears throat> it was routine. It was, uh, it was really pretty cool. And uh, the, the, the beauty of it is they got their stuff. And, uh, they, you know, they, they got as much as I could get out of it, which was, uh, you, know, uh, you know, again, as, as much as I could. But uh, it was clean and, uh, you know, it was just it worked out and there was never any trouble with um, – you know, sending it anywhere, uh, you know, with regards to shipping or, or getting caught up in that. But um, uh, lucky, you know, but uh, doing the right thing, you know, you get good luck. And uh, so I was fortunate on that. And um, again, uh, you know, uh, taking it to the level that I did, uh, you know, in regards to putting it, up, putting that out on the local media in the, in the, uh, several newspapers and literally on Fox two news. Um, it, I think it became overwhelming for some of these uh, privateer type individuals that, you know, somehow think that they're going to take over, you know, the marijuana business and own it for themselves. And um, uh, they could have had a hand in <laughs> sending these rogue force cops into my house because really uh, you know, uh, it seemed to be pretty vindictive. And, uh, uh, you know, when the, when the cops, uh, you know, were, were hammering on me, um, they, they really were focusing on this gun. And uh, I should have said that, you know, a gun charge is an automatic two years uh, in the state of Michigan. There's no debating that. If uh, you go up in front of a judge with that, you're out of here for two years. So, you know, gun's gone. And, uh, uh, I think I was really in a lot of people's way and just was not was not going along with the flow of things. Uh, whether I was making oil or not, um, threatening some of these people's business uh, is just, uh, you know, not not a good thing. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I made oil for a lot of people. And, I, you know, I actually got somebody out here now with leukemia that um, I just shared that same bit with. And uh, I'm going to see what the response is here at the local coffee house tomorrow and, uh, and talk more about the oil. Um, you know, some people with their illness, they tend to own it. And uh, when they own it so long, they start to have a romance when they start loving on it. And in uh, this romance, uh, you know, becomes a situation that's really unhealthy. And, uh, you know, this, this individual seems to be, almost at that stage in the game that 
she's going to some conference because she's one of six people in the world with this type of leukemia. And it's like, hey, lady, you didn't win the freaking lottery. You got leukemia. You better get your boots on the ground and you better win this because it's going to win you. And uh, so we're going to have that talk. But, um, the, you know, that's where I'm at with um, with this individual. And, uh, you know, it's, it's ironic that you mentioned that. But um, so I'm trying to help out whomever I can. And, uh, you know, sitting at a Starbucks uh, restaurant with uh, I got no car no way around uh you know i'm pretty limited but uh i'm constantly uh you know putting it out there that uh, you know this this uh oil and the, and, the, and the marijuana based medicines are uh you know really our future and to, to look look forward to that you know and uh and protect it um because uh we're, we're being sold out by our own and uh and then the obvious uh, crew, the lawyers, um, and that whole group. So, corporate money, corporate money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I saw them all back east. They all, all these, uh, you know, these pro guys. That, you know, originally in 2010, they were all. Uh, you know, supporting and they're, you know, seem to be part of the group, you know, and uh, uh, then they, they'd all sold out, you know, uh, within a few years. And uh, uh, even uh, the lawmakers that were, uh, um, you know, fighting against us uh, in the Michigan uh, Lansing area <laughs> uh, have gone to the point where they not only quit their jobs, they opened a freaking dispensary, you know, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, that's really uh, the gist of it. And that's how crooked it is. And I, got, um, I got a lady uh, in England. She wants to do a story with me. And I'm going to do it on the crooked world of legal weed. And uh, because it's so pathetic what you know, we're yeah, doing yeah. Yeah, to ourselves on this. And we all lose. And there's not one person or one group that's going to own this thing. And... Uh, of course, what's really fueling it is uh, the pharmaceutical dollar. That's where this is, uh, you know, coming from. And uh, everything else is just chafing and, and just a distraction okay. for you to uh, look at some other target. And it couldn't be that. And maybe the next guy is going to be the, the better guy. Well, look what happened this last turnaround. The, the, the next guy was worse. And, uh, and this, this assumption that, you know, when a law passes, you know, good people are going to assume that, you know, it's going to get better for them. Well, guess what? The people that are passing it aren't good people. And when you get bad people passing bad laws, you get fucked. That's what happens. And you end up in prison and you end up with like John Roberts up uh, in Escanaba, Michigan on, on the 14th of June. It, it, you know, is facing a judge, uh, you know, because of a traffic violation and, uh, you know, in possession of this oil. So, it's, you know, uh, the, the guy ought to be really, they ought to made him mayor of Escanaba or wherever the hell he is up there in the UP, somewhere in uh, Grants Crossing or Bruce Crossing, Michigan. Look that one up. Um, so anyway, um, that's my thought. Awesome. 
How did you, uh, what was the first time that you made um, uh, oil? Well, um, the first time I made it, I was helping those other, the other guys make it, who is uh, John Roberts and uh, another guy by the name of Monkey Paw. Um, and then uh, a, real, a real cool dude. I ended up living with him after the cops ran me out of town. It was my, my staging ground for San Diego was uh, up in K-Pack with, uh, with Monkey Paw. We had a good time over the winter, long, cold winter. Uh, but um, and then there was Gersh Avery, and uh, who's uh, really a, a, a key player in the oil. Uh, and the three of uh, them uh, had a, more of a consortium, if you will, of uh, the oil maker clan, uh, this Michigan uh, uh, oil makers group, and uh, they um, they were doing their thing. And you know, I got the card, you know, to. Uh, uh, participate in this medical marijuana, which I just thought was, uh, you know, a get out of jail free thing where I could have weed and not get busted, which, and then on top of that, grow it, which is, you know, an unbelievable dream come true. And uh, uh, so uh, that was really where the mindset was at the time. But, um, you know, this cancer that I speak of, uh, this is, I actually posted this on Facebook that, you know, I'm coming towards, I'm actually seeing the end of this cancer but it, it was, it's been an 11,000 day battle to, you know, get to this, you know, point. And so, uh, you know, it's been, it's been a really long time and the cancer came back uh, somewhere along the line in uh, 2010, I suppose. And um, I'm going to these group meetings and meeting all these people in Michigan that, you know, are, have big bags of really good weed and, you know, we started having some really good times and uh, having uh, fun. And uh, my cancer came back and uh, I came to this group of Gersh and his buddies. Uh, and so listen, then uh, Gersh, is, he's, he's a little flaky. So uh, I didn't really know how to take him at first. And um, I listened to him and I, you know, I, I just didn't know what he was talking about. And uh after a while, I finally uh, realized I had cancer, and I asked them, um, this, this oil you speak of, when you say it works on everything, I want to nail it down to one thing. I want to know if it works on cancer. And he said, yeah, that's what I've been talking about. And I said, holy Christ, man, I've got cancer, and I want to try it. Would you, would you show me how to do it? And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, we will. And I said, you game on. And so I was, uh, you know, an engineer at the time and doing the robots and the paint and all this sort of thing and uh, a real cheerleader for that and good at it and uh, making good money. And uh, so, I, you know, I had, I had some loot. And we, I put it all into the, the, the grow room and all that and uh, the whole effort for that and uh, you know, lost interest in the business. But... Uh, went on to, uh, you know, listen to these guys and, and we made oil uh, in a couple different places. I remember uh, at one point, we're up in, I think, Clare, Michigan. We were doing some kind of a, a local thing. We made oil at a state park. It was crazy. And one of those, uh, you know, those, those state like enclosures or you jump under when it's raining, whatever. And we're out there doing that. Uh, you know, making oil and showing people. And um, 
I remember uh, a few times out at a Monkey Paws place in Mount Clemens, Michigan, um, off of Gratiot Road. He had a place, and uh, we had made oil there. Uh, more, that's where it was really starting to step up, and it, it started to work for me. I made the oil with them, and they gave it to me, and I started doing a topical, and you know, I started, started to see the cancer breaking down and backing off. And, uh, you know, my bottom line was that it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't realize how big this thing was. And uh, I was just tickling its ass. And uh, these spots I was working <laughs> on, you know, it was just getting madder and madder. And you know what? It's the shark of, of medical diseases. And when that son of a bitch turns and when it finally turns to bite you, you're done. And, uh, you know, thank God I had, you know, some kind of backup and I uh, pulled the pin on it and it worked. And it was right there at the last second. But the bottom line was, um, you know, that's uh, that, that's really what I was up against. And I didn't know it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working these little regional spots. And the, the whole area was just hotter than hell. And uh, none of these doctors would go there. And even here, I'd you know, you wouldn't believe how hard they worked towards getting me towards surgery. And I, you know, I said, no, God, no, I, I've heard of this other stuff that, you know, that, you know, it's, it works from the inside out. And don't you think that would work? And oh, no, we don't. We, we want to cut your nose off. And I thought, God almighty. And so I, like I say, I worked it out, but uh, this was huge. And um, so it finally let go and it was coming for me. It was, this was, this was it, you know, and, uh, Right at the end of the year there, uh, uh, you know, it was really uh, bad. And uh, I put on Facebook, I couldn't wear my Ray-Bans anymore. I didn't, didn't have enough nose left, you know, to put my glasses on, which is pretty fucked up. And uh, so that, that it's actually coming back and, uh, you know, regrowing, which is, uh, you know, just really off beyond belief. I got a buddy of mine I sit and have coffees with, and he's a he's a doctor, and he's a, he works at Scripps Hospital. It's where they ended up taking me when I was found in my parking lot, not knowing who the hell I was, and couldn't op couldn't operate a, a cell phone or believe it or not, they, uh, this this guy took me to Starbucks, and uh, I said I said it was somebody else's phone. This is how delirious I was. It was somebody else's phone, and my phone must be at the Starbucks. Would you? take me there and I'll get my phone back because I, I don't know what time it is. And the guy said, yeah, I mean, I'll take you up there. And so he takes me up there and he says, what's wrong? And I said, well, it's at the wrong place. And he said, what do, you, what do you mean it's the wrong place? And uh, I said, it's not, it's not the right area. This, is, this isn't the Starbucks I go to. And he's looking at me and he said, but this is the one you go to every day. And I, I said, no, it, it isn't. It's, it's, it's not even in the right area. And, and look, look out the window. Look. And, and he's like, I'm, I don't know what's going on, man, but this is it, you know? And uh, so, um, again, he takes me back. This is Saturday, Saturday night. And, you know, the rescue didn't come in really until Sunday. And uh, I fell down Wednesday. And uh, so I'm just bouncing around. And, um, you know, I couldn't spell my name at the, at the hospital. And, uh, so what happened? I said, I don't know where I've been for three days. There was blood all over the floor and it came out of my ear. And um, I just I just went to a specialist here in UCSD and uh, he said, your story doesn't match anything. And I said, well, 
I, I'm telling you that that's what happened. And uh, so they, I, you know, when they took me to the hospital, it was definitely uh, uh, dehydrated and laid, looked like I'd been laying on the floor for three days. And they checked me out and said, "You, yeah, you have been." And uh, that's we haven't really. That's really rare. And I said, "Well, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know what happened." And uh, so. You know that's what that was, but uh, you know again, I think I think that was that 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 cancer was in me so deep that when that that when that bastard you know saw that you know somehow that sense that there was there was something in the water that wasn't didn't taste good, and bam, I turned it right right in his face and uh, won, you know, which is crazy, and uh, you know going against the universe at that level and. You know, when, when that animal wants to, it thinks it's going to win, it always does. And, you know, this time it didn't win. And uh, I, I would just thank God I, I was, you know, I, I was had the resources to, you know, even give you that bit, you know, that story. Yeah, that's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm I'm still battling uh, for Social Security, believe it or not. And um, I got I got uh, I got out of the hospital. And uh, sure as shit, if there wasn't a letter from them and saying I wasn't sick enough, and I thought, you know, motherfucker, um, what do I got to do for you guys? Seriously, that's insane. I mean, uh, are you serious? And uh, they so, wanted to cut your nose off, but you're not eligible for Social Security. Correct. And uh, you know, I I was really I was just shocked. And I again, it took me about uh, six or eight weeks to really recover from that. I was just I, I was talking really slow and quiet, and I and I, I was hit hard. And I don't know what hit me, but. You know, I, I'd never been in a in a situation like that, and I mean, hit really hard. Like, you know, I I can't even describe how big it was. It was was really really big, and uh, so uh, you know, to get up from that, uh, literally took weeks. And uh, you know, I, I'm I was always the next day guy. I mean, I, I I joked about it on Facebook that you know what, out of all the surgeries that I had done over the years, I mean. And a few of them, I think I beat the doctor out of surgery. You know, I mean, I'm out in the freaking waiting room, fully recovered, ready to go. You know, and uh, you know, really a, a comeback kid. And uh, this was not at all, you know, easy or quick. And um, so again, I think it uh, had a lot, a lot to do with uh, the winning and losing part of, you know, the universe and to turn it around at the end. Uh, you know, in my favor. Of, you know, it didn't go well, and um, I end up, I end up getting, uh, you know, some kind of. All I, all I can say is, there was some kind of fight or whatever. There was blood. I mean, a big puddle of blood on the floor and all over the couch. And I'm thinking, well, <clears throat> I don't. I was so out of it. I, I, I get to the blood thing, and uh, this is, uh, I think, you know, along the four day line. Um, I'm going, well, wow, there's blood all over the floor. I, you know, instead of thinking, well, wow, I'm the only one here. Duh, it's fucking me. And I call 911. I decide I clean it up and then not do anything. And, 
you know, I was that far tracked out. And uh, so I did. I cleaned up the blood on the floor, and I'm thinking, oh, that's odd. And uh, oh, well, and, you know, we'll move on. And I uh, just had no idea what was going on. Well, sorry to hear that. Crazy. Already. Um, let's see here. Uh, South Carolina legalized uh, hemp finally this week. Yay. So that's good. That is good. You know that guy? Yeah, uh, but but with that, how the question is is how many of the uh, you know the big farmers out there are going to do it because there's there's no way the USDA is going to approve them for uh, loans to do it, and there's not going to be any insurance for their crops, and uh, that's that's really what a lot of these big farms look at is can I get my crop insured? Can I get a loan to help with the costs of doing it? That's that's the big problem right now, and Colorado is, you know, we have it legal. We've had it legal for years now, and nobody wants to really touch it. The big farmers, they have all the machinery and everything, but, you know, they can't get insurance for it, can't get a loan. So nobody's growing it, really. It's really sad. That guy that who was in San Diego is growing it. Uh, he's got an eye on us. Forget his name. He owned Marijuana Inc., Right. Well, we do have some like smaller scale farmers here in Colorado that do it. Uh, I know there's one that's been doing it for since it became legal, and he's got 60 acres. But I, I just got done living on the uh, eastern slope where they have like thousand acre, two thousand acre tracts of land. They'd love to do it, but no insurance, no loans, and you know they won't touch it. It's really sad. Especially yeah. with all the hail they get on the eastern slope. Right, well, exactly. It, Without the insurance, you're you know, you're dead in the water, you know. Yeah, those other companies have got their teeth in that, you know, uh going on about K Pac and living with Pa out there. You know, every morning we'd go to a little uh country rush a little restaurant and uh, I would listen and they were literally the Monsanto reps and they're the young kids out of college and uh Telling these guys that uh, you know there were old farms that were t you know basically infected by Monsanto and uh, you know Bill don't worry about it you know we'll cover this years on us and you know you take you and the missus down to Aruba you know we're by, buy yourself a couple of sleds you have yourself a good time and we'll catch up with you in the fall and, and these guys were you know really just you know running the farm but uh you know monsanto was the was the real uh you know the monster that was taken over and uh those farms are uh again you're competing with those guys at, at such a, a blistering level that they know they'll lose and um you know that crop speaks for itself and 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 you take the insurance and the liability goes up and uh boom they're out of the you know they fold they're not in they're not interested exactly i saw it i mean i saw it every morning i just i almost wanted to punch these little kids in the head these you know sales guys and 
you could tell that they were making way too much money for their for their for their age, and uh, yeah, they couldn't do anything wrong. And I'm thinking, God, that's a, that's an easy gig. And me and the old man were eating breakfast. And I'm like, Paul, do you hear that shit? God damn, Michael, don't do it. Don't say nothing. I'm like, oh man, I said, wow, you know, and, you know, just romancing and. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's they, they make it not possible. You know, they make it right. They make it less the, desirable. They they make it so the that only one that I've seen. I was, I was gonna say the only one that I've seen that is successful and has been successful is the Naval Reserve of hemp that they grow in Nebraska. That's behind. It's like a thousand acre track, and you know they grow a certain amount here on our soil instead of getting it from the Philippines for naval rope and on and on yeah. for military use. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. Right. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, the, the, uh, the, depart the head of the Department of Agriculture in South Carolina, his name is Hugh Weathers, and he's been a proponent of legalizing marijuana for years in order to increase the tax base. And you know, we have a 10-month growth season here pretty much. And uh, I would say that this might succeed in South Carolina. Uh, they've been trying to do this for a long, long time. But, you know, it's a very it's a Republican conservative state. So most of those kind of ideas you know, is anything. Uh, but but we did have a, they get squashed. But we did have the we had a we had something that happened here that generally never happens anywhere. A few years ago, <coughs> when CBD oil was legalized practically overnight, and I'm talking overnight, like two or three or four days. A family was going to, it was made public and became a national story about a family leaving South Carolina and leaving their home because their daughter had epilepsy, and they were going to move to Colorado, and South Carolina approved the oil that was necessary to treat her in a week, in a week. So now we've got hemp. That's going to be real good for us down here. Uh, in South Carolina, it's kind of weird. Weird state, you know. I mean, you know, we've got some history here. Um, a little bit. We're either the first one to join or the last one to join. In the Revolutionary War, we were the holdout. In the, in the Civil War, we were the first one, you know, one, the first one. So, um, right, and they were growing hemp there to supply the naval ships back then in those days, right? Well, and, uh, well, you know, yeah. With your ten-month growing season, that you're right. That'll probably be all that's needed for a lot of the, the bigger farms that have the machinery that can process the the stocks and everything and get it to uh, market. It'll be a big incentive to them that, hey, I can I can pull four or five crops out of my field of this, you know. Right. Well, there's just so many barren farms anymore, and all you have to do is hemp is easy to grow. Hemp's pretty easy to grow. So it's uh yeah, it's like growing them, oats. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they just put it out there, you know, pretty much, and we got, you know, we do pretty good. Um, well, you know, we're zone um, eight, I think, zone eight, uh, as far as temperate climate and all. And uh, anyway, so it's good. It's a big move though. That uh, and I, you know, it's kind of fun. Well, I've been so I've I've had my nose down and. And all these, like, I love, the, you know, like Steve, it reminds me of old family stuff, even though he's much younger than me. He, oh, I, too many irons in the fire. <laughs> I missed that news article. <laughs> but that is awesome. So I totally dig the hemp thing, and I know it bioremediates your soil and everything. But I got to take this chance to tell you guys I got to bounce out. 
Thank you so much for having me, Steve, and everybody. Thanks for coming on. Dude, I want to get everybody's email and stay in touch, and all the viewers, thank you for having me, and uh, love the show. I'm going to stay watching and chat, guys. Hey, I'd love to check out your genetics sometimes, man. Absolutely, dude. Definitely want to stay in touch. Sounds dirty. All right. Have a blessed night, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Later, guys. Later. Make sure to check out his uh, website there in the description. It's tgagenetics.com. It's down there in the description. If you're looking for more info about him. Awesome. So there was many people in the open chat tonight, like to give anything away, was there? A couple. Well, no, there was. We just we just forgot about that. We'll we'll, we'll still do that. I'll get the I'll get the info from him, and we'll, maybe we'll do it next. But, uh, time. Can, uh, can you uh, can, uh, do you have a direct line with Mike over there? With who? Mike, uh, our guest. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. Me. Mike, yeah, anyone, like Michael. Oh, I'm sorry, Michael. Not. Yeah, Michael. anyone that's on the show. Uh, uh, yeah. You want me to give it to you? No, 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 no. We, he was asking me if I had to connect for the guy that just left. Did oh. you read my message to you, Steve, about about Mike, Michael? Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. Is that something for later? Um, yeah, we'll do that in a couple. We'll do, we kind of do that stuff at the end. Oh no, so okay. I don't sure if we got the same. No, I'm talking about the gift. I'm confused. All right. I'll have to look. Uh, all right. I tell you what. Let me tell you again. All right. I'll tell you what. Sorry. Here we are. Once again, we're having a uh, we're having a moment. That's all good. They happen on the show all the time. <laughs> it's a starter show. We teach things. Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm gonna be starting my uh, video series on nutrients and additives and ingredients that you see in your stuff. Someone's breathing into their mic. There we go. Um, yeah, nutrient additives and minerals and you know, kind of on a one-by-one -one basis. I think um, people will get more info out of it that way. Um, and it'll be more beneficial to be able to cover stuff a little bit more in the way that I want to cover it. So I think that'll be a cool series to put out there um, and help everyone learn uh, how to uh, manage these different things and things to, you know, recover a lot of stuff that you should not use too, you know. Uh, trying to figure out if I want to rotate it, um, how I want to rotate that. But I'm hoping to have the first video out uh, tomorrow. Um, uh, we'll see how it goes. So. Okay, so I sent you a message. <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Did you guys have anything else you guys wanted to talk about? If not, we'll we'll wrap things up. Yeah, I probably gotta move because uh, move on because I'm in my buddy's apartment and uh, using his Wi-Fi. <laughs> probably tired of me. Okay. And her phone, my buddy's wife's phone. So you know, it's time to go. Okay. Well, I very much appreciate you having me on and having you talk about your your stuff. Um, and uh, uh, it'll be great to um, to have you on again sometime.
For sure. I'll get that uh, Apple thing. Uh, that's jammed me before, so I'll get on that and uh, be a little more accessible in the future. I uh, apologize for not being a, a higher degree of readiness, but um, anyway, that's the real world. And uh, so long from the canyon in La Costa. All right. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. See you next time, I hope. Yep, thanks. Um, do you guys want to plug yeah, in we'll... your different YouTube channels or anything else that you want to plug? Uh, check us out, uh, Aquaponics Cannabis Growers. Uh, admins here. And uh, also check check us out at uh, Above Average Aquaponics, all on Facebook. That's all I want to plug. <laughs> Well, I'd just like to say that I'm going to invite veterans to uh, to join. I'm get, you know we're going to we're open this chat service and and I'd like to ask veterans to uh, uh, I'm giving a, a you know a, I want veterans to support other veterans and we're going to have a format where we can allow that if I can get some veterans to man the chat so that other veterans can contact them to talk about their stress or you know share experiences with another warrior you know, uh, which is the easiest way I think for them to get therapy. Uh, we're offering that. So um, any of your friends out there, any of you folks here on the podcast uh, that, that might know a veteran or somebody that might be interested in that, I, that's what I'm looking for some people like that. You know, they have a free, a free domain to go and chat and support each other. We were also talking about maybe trying to do a separate veterans podcast um, and trying to help you know, facilitate that, maybe, maybe doing that a different night of the week and, and trying to help them uh, get that together. Uh, and then we can open up our chat room that we're talking about to them so they can have the yeah, well, just something similar, something similar to the way that we, we, we kind of do this with like a podcast format, something people yeah. can listen to once in a while. So yeah, we've got a couple of different things we've been working on. So, <laughs> so many things. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, uh, Brian Grow, did you want to uh, plug your channel? Uh, yeah, definitely. Just uh, check me out on YouTube. It's spelled uh, B R A Y N E G R O, and it's pretty much the same thing on Instagram, Brian underscore Grow. And I'm always posting uh, cool stuff that I'm working on on Instagram, so I definitely post there more often than on YouTube. So uh, make sure and check that out if you're interested. I gotta check out your channel. I've been looking forward to it. I just, I, I've been fighting. You keep saying I'm, I'm bigger on Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to join another place, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I should be, I should be working on these, um, the mushroom CO two chamber, and the uh, wrapping up the breeding project pretty quickly. You know, hopefully within the next week, I'll be having those videos uploaded. So, I mean, be looking out for those too. And I'll uh, probably post those to the uh, aquaponic Facebook group as well. Very cool. If you need any help, let me know. I, I did some work in Colorado, uh, helped out a little bit. guy that had a really big um, mushroom and aquaponic grow that was attached to it. It was pretty dope. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, definitely. I'll probably be hitting you up for some information then. Well, 
Brian Grow, do you do any other? Do you do a, your own podcast like some of the other moderators, or, or <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't have my own podcast or anything like okay. that. I'm I'm uh, pretty much uh, lucky enough to be on this one. Compliments of Steve, so I'm I'm pretty uh, happy with that, you know. But I mean, other than that, I mean, YouTube, I'm I'm fairly active on there, you know. I try to upload at least two, three videos a month, so. Just uh, we, Steve and I talked about. I hope Steve doesn't mind if I say this, but I'd asked him if I, I I want to start a podcast network at ilovegrowingmarijuana.com, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to add this is going to be one of the first podcasts that I add. And Steve said, "Okay, I hope it's still okay, Steve." Um, But but we're going to do it, and then see. So all this, we'll get this out to all our members, you know. And you know, we had like seven hundred over seven hundred thousand page views last month, so. You know your awesome. your 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 ideas and and, and stuff. Anybody on that are on the I'm gonna try to build a little podcast network. Uh, I, there was some, I keep forgetting to talk about that and get that. That's one of the things we got to all address someday. You know. Maybe. Yep. And for those of you guys that don't know, um, if you go to the Aquaponic Cannabis Group on Facebook, um, go to the description on the right hand side, and there's a bunch of different Aquaponic Cannabis YouTubers um, that are all pretty active. Um, and if there is any on there you guys I wouldn't know of that I don't know of, um, just post in the aquaponic group and uh, aquaponic cannabis group, and we'll make sure we get them added. But there's about eight or ten people on there now, I think. Um, so if you're looking to learn more, you know you can watch a bunch of different groups of people, um, and how to do it. Once you link to one, you get the links to everybody else. So, alrighty. Um, did you want to um, plug anything before we go, Roger? No, no. I pretty much no. That's all. I was I was really more worried about you know getting it out there that you've got we've all got friends that are veterans. That's all I'm worried about right now. Is yeah. uh, I, I we're I'll plug my when I publish I'll I'll plug my stuff when I publish in the next week or four weeks or whenever it really happens. But basically, I'm I'm I'm. If anybody out there wants to come and have a great uh, a place to come and share knowledge and, and help people or get help by expert growers, a lot of really good expert growers, including aquaponics, come to ilovegrowingmarijuana.com where I'm a, a administrator and moderator and I've got a great team, including aquaponic dummy. And uh, I don't know, it might be a surprise any day now, you know, some other friends around might join or something and be there in case you wanted to chat with them or, you know, ask them a question. Just leave it at that. Very cool. Um, I uh, I'm gonna be teaching next month. At a, um, I forget what the date is exactly. I think it's the uh, sometime in mid June. Um, I'm sorry, I forget the date this this time. Uh, at Ouroboros, um, they're actually doing a large, a longer um, commercial class, um, and then I'm gonna be teaching the cannabis as a a one day add on um, where he's gonna teach a bunch of the other portions of it and we'll kind of have it like a condensed one day um, as like an add-on to the commercial class if you're interested um, we'll also uh, might have the uh, we'll also have the uh, uh, medicinal herb class as another additional one he'll also have a, a, a day to write up business plans and, and how to set up all that stuff so if you're looking to get started um, you know for that kind of stuff definitely check that out up at ouroborosfarms.com um, Trying to think what else. Uh, check me out at potentponics.com, potentponics on YouTube. 
Um, I'll have a lot more videos uh, coming out in the next week or two. Um, I think there's anything else going on right now. Thanks to True Aquaponics. Check them out if you need nutrients. Um, shout out to Dugro's show, dugroshow.com slash aquaponics, or um, just any other cool stuff that they have going on. Um, they're big supporters of the show. We appreciate it. Um, trying to think if there's anybody else. Um, shout out to Optic Foliar. Um, uh, they were on the show the other week and, and have done a lunch and uh, to... Um, uh, yeah, I think that's that was a great show. Pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm super high. One too many times today. <laughs> definitely check out Marty too. Uh, his channel is AP Meds. Um, he also has his Patreon, um, which I know you can get to from most of his videos. Check that out. Uh, and we will have the Aquaponic Cannabis class again online. Um, we had to postpone it because of Marty's. Um, child deciding to beat us to the punch that that saturday so uh we're going to reschedule it so if you missed it um uh, don't worry we'll definitely reteach it so. was it a boy or a girl because i was waiting patiently for him to maybe drop in and to tell me the news himself and i never heard <laughs> um i think it was a girl so <laughs> oh put you on the spot there huh? better be a girl i don't know <laughs> I'll let him mention it Okay. All right. Well, see, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, tell Marty we're, we're breathless. We're breathless with anticipation yep. over the news of the arrival of his child. And if you love, um, um, if you have any questions or topics you want covered, you have a question about your grow you want covered, uh, feel free to write us. You know, poemponics at gmail dot com, and uh, we'll answer the question on the show. Um, let me do one last sweep. Make sure there wasn't any. Um, questions in chat. Boring uh, part. I'd like to say something while you're looking. If you decide to try the split stem splitting technique that was described tonight on the podcast, Mm -hmm. Be very careful. We don't want any of you to cut off your thumb and your fingers, okay? It is not easy to cut a big <laughs> slice through the middle of a cannabis stem, okay? Please before the blunt. exercise extreme caution, and I would even say wear some protective gloves. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> I think we'll wind things down, and, um, <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Um, hopefully we'll have MFP on the next couple of weeks. Um, Kingdom Aquaponics was uh, going to try and be on, but he had some problems again with his uh, equipment. So we're going to hopefully try again next week. And um, yeah, I'm not sure. We have a, another cool guest. Um, oh, the other cool guest I'm working on is uh, one of the Rastas that I was working with down in Jamaica. We're going to hopefully try and get him on um, technologies or trying to get him on to Hangouts has been a little bit tricky, but I think. Uh, um, I'm going to end up, um, uh, I think we finally worked it out and we're going to be able to get him on soon and we'll get him to talk about the old days of growing in Jamaica, which will be pretty cool. So, alrighty, uh, I'm going to get going. I'll see you guys next week. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Good night.